You're listening to audio from Liberty Church in the Harrisburg-Camp Hill area of Pennsylvania. For more information, please visit www.LibertyHarrisburg.org. That's Liberty with an I, Harrisburg.org. Welcome everyone to Network Sunday. My name is Steve Huber. I'm the director of the Liberty Network. And I want to welcome all the churches, Liberty Collingswood in Collingswood, New Jersey, Liberty Northeast and Northeast Philadelphia, Liberty River Wards right on the edge of Fishtown, Liberty Fairmount right there by the Art Museum, Liberty Center City, Liberty Newtown Square, Liberty Montgo, which is Montgomery County, Liberty Mainline, and Liberty Lebanon. Lebanon's the newest uh, church plant. We're going to hear from Casey Horvath, who's gathering a team and people for worship twice a month and farthest to the west in the state capital, Liberty Harrisburg. So welcome everyone to this Network Sunday. We are going to meditate together and pray out of a passage at the end of Ephesians, Ephesians 6, and the sermon's called Praying to Stand. There's multiple calls to stand firm, uh, to stand up, don't give up, stand up. Imagine this. Imagine a scenario where some soldiers are pinned down in a desperate fired fight. They could call for air support, but they forget. They fight alone. Imagine another picture. An ancient soldier, instead of arming up, just goes out with his bare hands. With no armor, no helmet, no shield, no sword. He fights uh, with nothing. Imagine this picture. An orphan who's actually adopted, who's welcomed into the father's house, but instead of feasting in the father's house, lives on scraps, lives on what they can get themselves. What do all those pictures have in common? Well, people living outside of help, people living outside of strength, people living outside of protection and welcome, and that's us when we don't pray. So this morning, we're going to look at the desperation of prayer, the confidence of prayer, the rhythm of prayer, and encouragement of prayer. Those four things. The desperation of prayer, why we need to pray, the confidence of prayer, how we, how we can pray. What's our confidence to approach God the Father in Jesus? The rhythm of prayer, what's daily prayer actually look like, and encouragement in this passage to pray. Now, this was written for a church in a region. It's actually not strange that we're looking at this pattern uh, passage as a church in a region. I want you to follow along with me, starting in verse 10. Uh, listen to the word of God. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Multiple calls to stand, to stand firm. And the image is not getting knocked down, not getting knocked back, uh, not wandering off but standing firm. Anyone wrestling with an addiction can relate to the battle uh, that it is to stand firm. If you're battling anxiety or depression, 
you can relate to the battle to stand firm. Multiple calls to stand firm here. And prayer is how we grab hold of Jesus to do that. Now, uh, what's the desperation of prayer? This is the dad talk about our real spiritual enemies. We're, we actually have spiritual forces that we battle. Some of us are probably saying, really, um, do we really believe this? Come on, are we, we're talking about the devil here. Uh, there's actually a professor in New York City named Andrew Del Banco who wrote a book about how Americans tend not to believe in the devil anymore. Uh, the book's called The Death of Satan, How Americans Have Lost the Sense of Evil. And he points at these two things that are happening. Actually, we're more aware of evil than ever. If you've got a computer in your pocket known as a smartphone, you actually get updates about terrible, evil things that are happening all the time. And yet, intellectually, we have less resources available for understanding evil and for actually coping with it. Andrew Del Banco, a gulf has opened up in our culture between the visibility of evil and the intellectual resources available for coping with it. Uh, a lot of Americans have this basic worldview. Basically, we're mostly good, people are okay. If we can give them good educations and good upbringings and good schools, people will be mostly okay. Do we need all those things? Yes. Do we need better policies? Yes. And good education, definitely. But there's a deeper brokenness in the world that is just accounted for in individual human sin and human folly. There's a deeper brokenness and sickness in the world that can only be accounted for by supernatural evil. It is part of the picture. Spiritual forces of evil, uh, authorities, cosmic powers. And we're not to be fixated on supernatural evil, but we're also not to be forgetful. So part of marriage is falling apart in our churches. Part of the struggle for unity and even for leaders to be unified. Part of the battles that normal Christians have, let alone leaders have, and also leaders have these battles, as you know, to not wander off, to not lead a double life, to not hide. Supernatural evil is a part of this. So this is a call to know we desperately do need to pray to stand. And it's, it's a call, it's a dad talk to gear up for this fight versus being stuck in apathy. Okay, we can do a lot of things being stuck in apathy. Skipping worship for a while, it actually doesn't mean you're not a Christian. That is true. But it won't strengthen you. You cannot drink water for a day or two, and it won't kill you. It'll just really weaken you. Uh, the scriptures tell us you can be truly in Christ and you won't lose your position in Jesus. You won't lose your status as a child of God, but you can lose the peace of that. You can lose the peace of being God's child. You can lose power in living and walking with Jesus and, and seeking to love other people. We can lose peace and power. So there's something at stake here. Uh, the apostle Peter puts it like this. He lists these qualities in 2 Peter. It's the last letter that he wrote. Hey, grow in these quality, qualities, including self-control, steadfastness, 
because if you have those qualities more and more, they'll keep you from, quote, being ineffective and unfruitful in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And what's scary is you can really be a Christian, but be ineffective and unfruitful in that knowledge. Not bear fruit. And so this is a wake up passage. Our enemies are real. There's a lot at stake. It's hard to stand. We need to pray. And yet there's a confidence in prayer. Look at these, listen to these next verses, how they list for us all the benefits that we have in Jesus. What do we have in the gospel? Starting with verse 14. Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all of the saints. Now, What's the confidence we have in prayer? What's all the benefits that we have in Jesus? And this letter actually begins by saying, uh, by inviting us to praise God because we have every spiritual blessing in Jesus Christ. We have everything through Jesus. And go through the different uh, items of armor here. We have the belt of truth. We know truth about God and about ourselves. We have the breastplate of righteousness. That's being right with God and a record that God accounts to us and gives to us that's being right with God, that's the breastplate. Romans 3.22, the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. Shoes, put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. That's your shoes. What makes you ready to run in the day? Well, we're actually at peace with God. We practice the peace of God. We pass the peace. We remind each other the peace of Christ be with you. We actually, because of Jesus, live in the peace of God. Romans 5.1 Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have peace. So, look, the point is this. We're not justified by our prayer life. We're not justified by our performance in prayer. We're justified by Jesus. We're made right with God because of Jesus. We're forgiven by God because of Jesus and his death and his resurrection. We're adopted by God and owned by God forever as part of his family forever because of Jesus. That's our confidence and prayer. That's the invitation and the command. And look at these last three elements of armor. The helmet of salvation, you're totally saved and the shield of faith versus the fiery darts and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. The word of God is pictured as a weapon and faith defends us against attack. Now that attack can come in the form of an accusation, a thought. And there's invitation here to actually grab a hold of a promise that you need to own. Do you wake up and feel alone? We'll remember and grab a hold of in prayer. Jesus said, I will not leave you as orphans. I'll come to you. You wake up worried. 
burdened, freaked out about your day, what you're going to face, uh, who you have to deal with. Remember 1 Peter 5, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Uh, get a promise. My challenge to you and to all of Liberty, let's grab promises that we need to celebrate, own, make part of our heart, shape how we think, shape how we talk to God. Let's grab God's promises and pray them into our hearts. And remember our confidence is not our consistency in prayer, it's Jesus. Our confidence is Jesus. Now, look to at the rhythm of prayer. Let me reread verse 18 and listen for the occurrences of the word all. Praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication to that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. He says all four times. Pray at all times, pray for all God's people, pray with all different kinds of prayer, with all different, with all kinds of perseverance. Pray. Now, um, for thousands of years, here's what at all times means. It means at least daily and actually throughout the day. Uh, most of God's people for most of history there is an understanding we need to pray daily and people prayed morning and evening brief times of prayer but persevering in prayer not giving up uh, learn to pray throughout the day continue steadfastly in prayer being watchful in it with thanksgiving it's something to watch it's something to watch in your life and we're called to pray with all prayer. What is all prayer? When he says, well, pray with all prayer, he means all the different kinds of prayer. And there's actually different kinds of prayer. There's adoration. It's telling God that we love him. Thinking about the character of God, the goodness of God in Jesus. It's telling, praising God. Recounting his deeds. Thinking about what God's done. There's thanksgiving. What are specific ways that God has blessed us, helped us, uh, assisted us, forgiven us? There's thanksgiving. There's confession. God, I did this. Cleanse me of this. Cleanse me of this attitude. Forgive me for being mired in this. Forgive me for forgetting you. Forgive me for not being more conscious of you. And there's supplication, which just means to ask God to work. Praying for people that you know, praying for leaders, praying for churches, praying for Christians God, God has put in your life. Now, here's an exercise. As I just listed briefly those different kinds of prayer, which kind of prayer prays, uh, which kind of prayer is more natural to you? Which do you do the most? For most of us, it's asking God for things. It's supplication. Uh, for many Christians in our context, and it can different person to person and personality to personality, but for many people, we need growth in adoring God, thanking God, seeing what God's done, maybe confession of sin. Um, and so when it comes to prayer, uh, the question, I'd invite you to wrestle with this. Are you a well-rounded MMA fighter in prayer? An MMA fighter, that's mixed martial arts. It means you can wrestle you got some jujitsu, you know how to box, you also know how to throw a kick. And actually the combination of all those things 
is better than just one discipline? Are you becoming more well-rounded or are you a fighter with only one punch when it comes to prayer? There's an invitation here and a command for all prayer. And notice it's both alone and with other people. Uh, there's not, we see both of those in scripture, praying alone and with other people. We actually learn to pray with other people. And this is the encouragement of prayer. This ends with a prayer report. It ends with encouragement and an asking for personal prayer. Listen to these next verses. And also for me, so he's saying pray for all the saints, which by the way, that's not praying for the Eagle Scouts of Christianity, the saints. He's saying pray for the Christians. The saints in the scriptures are those who've been made holy through Jesus. So it's all the Christians. We've actually had Liberty Churches, I've uh, done this with a couple different Liberty Churches, greet each other as Saint so-and-so. Hey, I'm Saint Bob. It's nice to meet you, Saint, Saint Larry. Uh, we're all saints. If you believe in Jesus and you're connected to God and Jesus, you've been made holy through Jesus. So he's saying, pray for the saints. Pray for Christians that God's put in your life. And then he asked for prayer. Verse 19, pray also for me that words may be given me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel through which I am an ambassador in chains that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak so that you also may know how I am and what I am doing. Tychicus, the beloved brother and faithful minister in the Lord will tell you everything. I have sent him to you for this very purpose that you may know how we are and they, he may encourage your hearts. Peace to the brothers and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with all who love our Lord Jesus with love incorruptible. This is the Apostle Paul, super fruitful apostle and church planner. And he asked for prayer. He's not above it all. Uh, he many times had been hurt doing his ministry. He'd been beat up. Uh, he'd been beaten with rods. One time he'd been stoned. And since he was attacked physically, he asked for boldness. He said, pray that I'd be bold. Pray that I'd proclaim the mystery of the gospel for which I'm an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. When we ask for prayer, we're truly asking for something we need and we're actually modeling uh, something important. So I want to I want to ask you, when's the last time you asked for prayer? When's the last time you said, look, I need to pray that I withstand this temptation. I've just been down. When have you said, I need to pray that I just stand firm. I've been discouraged. I've been wandering and actually seeking God and spending time with God. And even like coming to worship, I've been in a bad spot. Ask for prayer. Ask for prayer just for strength to do your ministry. Ask for prayer to love the people God's put in your life to love. Ask for prayer. In our home meetings and Bible studies, if you never ask for prayer, you're not letting other people into your real battles. Maybe you think you're above help or too proud. or Maybe you're too ashamed with what you're dealing with. I want to encourage you to ask for prayer. And for, I want to encourage leaders to model that. And so 
This means too, pray for your pastors, pray for deacons and elders, pray for me, please. As a, uh, a leader within Liberty, pray that I have wisdom to serve our churches in love. Pray that I have perseverance. Pray for me. And then we need to report back and claim it, which is why he says, look, I'm sending Tychicus, this beloved brother. He's going to tell you how I'm doing. He's going to encourage you. You're going to see the answers. Let's own it together. And the last encouragement of prayer is this, and then I'm going to invite us to pray. Uh, often we don't know what to pray. Often we're confused. You notice that he said uh, to pray in the spirit. What does he mean? Well, we're actually can be and often are sometimes when we don't even realize it, guided by prayer, guided in prayer by the Holy Spirit. And even when we don't know what to pray at all, there's this promise, Romans 8, 26. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. Jesus intercedes for us. The Spirit intercedes for us. The Spirit prays for us when we don't even know what to pray for. Friends, that's a promise. Uh, what a great encouragement to prayer. So liberty, brothers and sisters, because of the gospel, may we in our churches endure in prayer, seek renewal in prayer, that we'd stand, that we'd bear fruit, that we'd live, speak, and serve as the very presence of Jesus. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, would we now, uh, after this video ends, could we spend just a minute or two in silence uh, responding to God with our hearts? And then I want to encourage you today to pray with other people, uh, to pray in your own. Amen. Thank you for listening to audio from Liberty Church. To learn more about our church or to listen to previous recordings, visit www.LibertyHarrisburg.org.